0: Welcome to Live Mike. It is uh, not Lee Lonsberry. You probably can guess that from my voice. This is Amy Donaldson from the Deseret News. And my co-host from, I don't know, social distance, far away, is Scott Howell. Hi, Scott.
1: <laughs> right up here in Mill Creek. As far... okay. <laughs> That's not too far That's away. That's not too so... far.
0: We'd probably be farther if I'd stayed home <laughs> as well. So,
1: <laughs> Amy, what a pleasure to be on uh, Live Mike with you. I think this is edition 170, something like that. I, I Yeah, w- Pretty pretty cool to be here with you, and thanks to to Lee for the invitation. Um, we just think this is going to be great. What a great show you put together!
0: Well, we only have two minutes, and we're with our friend Boyd Matheson from the Deseret News. So, Boyd, going to throw right to you. What did you think of the convention? Have you been watching? Give me some highlights, low I lights. The,
2: I am one of those wall-to-wall, watch-it-all geeks. <laughs> Join the club. Join the club. I, I knew Scott would be watching. Yeah, and, right. Uh, and Republican. I, I'll I, see them both. I, I almost I almost uh, texted you last night. But, yeah. uh, you know, I, I think they've done some some things incredibly well. Uh, as we were talking before the show, the, the roll call was epic. That, was, that may have been the best moment so far. It may end up being the best moment of the whole thing in the end. Uh, the speeches, of course, as always, they're they're very uneven. <laughs> yeah. You have some that are fantastic and some that are like, nah. anybody could have given that one uh, or, oh, they really overwrote that. And I do think there's been a lot of overriding, um, trying to control that message. And, uh, and Scott knows this, having been behind the scenes at those conventions, yep. they're always trying to over control and overwrite and overproduce. Yeah. Uh, and so this doesn't help that a whole lot, but some Fabulous moment, I thought Jill Biden uh, was excellent last night, maybe the best i 've ever seen Jill Biden. She was so good, uh, really laid it out in a nice way. I loved her framing of how do you how do you heal a broken family, mm-hmm. and it 's the same way you heal a nation i just I thought that was a, a really nice moment. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, uh, you know, it's interesting, Boyd, that you'd say that. Linda leaned over to me last night and said, hey, my favorite speaker was Michelle Obama. She's my number one. I mean, Linda and her have connected on her book and all that. And then she said, I got a new number one. It's Jill. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, good. Wow. Yeah. yeah. She's yeah. Yeah. And, really and good.
2: And
0: I think what I liked about the roll call was that it's this insight into how diverse we are and how, I mean, like, you don't get that when you when you watch the roll call. It's more like watching procedure and your candidate and just the energy of the of the convention yeah which again you have to be kind of an insider to really love but this i felt was like one of those videos about all across america it was actually choked me up it was really cool
2: yeah i I love the whole across america feel to it and again i don't care if you're a diehard republican or a diehard democrat or a libertarian or anything in between uh those are moments when you can say yeah, that's actually what we're about in this country. Everybody gets a chance to have their voice heard, their vote counted. Uh and I thought that was a, a great moment for the Democrats last night. I think the hardest moment probably last night uh was Bill Clinton. Um yes. it was it was tough to listen to. It it's hard to see someone who, you know, shines so brightly on the big stage. I mean, he's he's delivered some big speeches, very, great orator uh and just to see him Kind of aging. aging out. See, that's aging the thing. Out. <laughs> As a
0: person who just turned 52 this week, it, it definitely oh, wow. was like You're a really... reminder that, like, you know, we all go there, right? And yeah. I think uh, it, it just was a bit of a bummer that way. I yeah. I, I didn't think the word – I thought the words were Yeah, movie. and I, I wish yeah.
2: they had done something different um yeah. i th- i think he deserved a little d- a different uh, thing but i don't know that the party knows exactly what to do with him at this point of his of his career and mm-hmm. where the party is where the movement is all of those things um uh, but i think they could have used more, I would have gotten more highlight reel.
0: I personally felt like it was too much Too that was one that was overproduced. That was his. Way overproduced. Somebody wrote that for him. That mm-hmm. wasn't what I felt like Bill Clinton would say about Joe Biden. That's right.
1: And well, that's the test in all of these. And, and, yeah. and I think the example was at the John Lewis funeral when Bill spoke. Yes. I mean, yes. that was epic. That, yes. that that's was, Bill Clinton. Yeah. That, that right is there. Bill Clinton. Yeah. So, and,
0: I, yeah, I guess that was it. I mean, what's coming up, Scott and Boyd? What oh, is your reaction to what we have ahead tonight? Well, Preview.
1: Go ahead, Scott. Uh, just for Boyd, they, uh, the performance by Jennifer Hudson and Billy Eilish. <laughs> and I knew that uh, that's some of Boyd's favorites. Hey, um, that was
2: my only complaint from last night was the background music for Joe Biden's acceptance. That was right. horrible. <laughs> was Someone like, should be fired but, for that. Yeah. <laughs> no, tonight. To t-
1: yeah. tonight's really going to be uh, uh, an interesting night. Um, they've got uh, Speaker Pelosi will be on there. Former uh, Secretary of State Hillary Clinton. Uh, the big one will be Camilla, of course. Senator Harris, and then to cap Kamala. it all off, Camilla. Uh, Camilla. Kamala. Yeah. Yes. In case Thank you're wondering
0: you. how to pronounce it.
1: Kamala. Kamala. <laughs> La. Yeah.
0: Like the comma. <laughs> yeah. There Thank you,
1: go. you Mike Sorensen, too, who reminded me the yeah. other day, <laughs> Amy. Uh, <laughs> and then the, the real highlight tonight will be President Obama. I mean, that's going to be. Uh, yeah. And I, w- I wonder about that. I wonder about the strategy
2: behind that. Mm-hmm. Um, because, I mean, nobody's better off a teleprompter. Than President Obama. I mean, I just, see, I there disagree. are very few. I they're- just, I,
0: I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say we're gonna, have am gonna showdown, and we'll, we'll weigh in on this tomorrow. Yeah, who did better? But I think Kamala is much better.
2: I think she can yeah. be better. Yeah, but it's hard to, it's hard to outshine the previous president of the United States. Oh, yeah. So I think from a yeah. positioning of Senator Harris. I think that was a mistake for her to have to compete with a former president. uh, And he's speaking after her, which I think is also a little odd.
0: Maybe we look at it wrong, right? Maybe we say these people are competing with one another rather than just saying Mm. they have something to bring to the table and they're adding that. Because I see this a lot, like AOC only got one minute and 30 seconds and uh, Colin Powell got, you know, two minutes and 30 seconds. You know, the Republicans are getting that speak at the DNC are getting more (laughs) Um, time than these up these rising stars in the party, yeah. right? And I just think of it. It's I always say this to my kids, right? Like it's not. You might only get in the game thirty six seconds. I've had yeah. this experience. You do the most with with the with time you you're given, yeah, and you just be grateful to be in the game, yeah.
2: And I and I think to me the bigger thing is not that question because I yes. I agree having uh, worked yeah. on a lot of speeches that were ninety seven seconds long, yeah, <laughs> uh, right. you you can play that out. <laughs> yeah. uh, but to me, this is a stature thing uh, yeah. in terms of Senator Harris. A lot of people still don't know her really well, uh, and I just think that's a tough juxtaposition. Uh, to someone who sat in the White House for eight years. uh, And uh, anyway, I I think think that's just a little little challenge. But
0: I I don't know. I think Michelle Obama is going to be tough to beat. I don't know. She's always tough to beat. Her speech was so, like, it it was everything. Like, people who wanted her to be hard on Trump (laughs) got it. People who wanted her to be hopeful and uplifting got that. People who wanted her to be unifying and loving got that. So she, to me, it had all the elements that you were asked for in
1: yeah. a short speech. A, yeah, yeah. Not, yeah. Not, Very your,
0: short. not your, not your, everyone minutes. should follow that model yeah.
2: a
1: little bit more. <laughs> uh, I like that Boyd. I like that Boyd. One question that I had for you. Um, if you were Joe Biden right now, what would you be thinking about? What, what, what would you be prepared for tomorrow night? And, This campaign, as you know, the polls have indicated that he's been up, he's been down. But what would you advise him if you had an opportunity to sit down with him for, you know, those 60 seconds or two When he calls you this (laughs) afternoon, what are you going to tell him? (laughs) So my
2: my advice, and you get what you pay for, uh, is I would challenge Joe Biden to not mention Donald Trump once. This is not about – everybody knows what you're against. Tell me what you're for. Paint the vision, and then most important, invite the American people to come along. Call to action. Give them a challenge and invite them to be part of a story bigger than themselves. The American people are starving for it. If he wastes one word, one syllable talking about current administration, current occupant of the White House, that is time wasted and message lost. Boy, you're amazing. We, yeah, and, we
0: have to break. Uh, thank you for thank joining you us. Thank you so much for joining you us. Awesome. And, really and I'm going
1: to pass that on to Biden because I completely agree with you. <laughs> Pivot to the positive. Yes. Pivot to the positive.
0: Thank you so much for joining us. You're listening to Live Mike uh, on KSL Radio.
1: Yeah. Well, and uh, don't leave. We'll be discussing, oh, my favorite thing, country over party. Co- Join us. We'll be back.
0: Welcome back to Live Mike with Lee Lonsberry. Normally, today you get Amy Donaldson and Scott Howell, you lucky dogs.
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah, um, they're very fortunate.
0: We would like to invite you to join us via the text line, um, the Utah Community Credit Union KSL text line at 57500, or you can leave us a voicemail on the KSL News Radio comment line, 801 575 7668. I'm going to say it again because I talk fast. I've been told. 801-575-7668. And we'd love to hear from you. We're going to invite you to co- join our conversation. If you have uh, comments or thoughts on any of the many, many news stories breaking, we'd love to hear it. Um, right now we're going to talk about something. Uh, Scott and I had a, a kind of a lengthy conversation and when we found out we were going to be hosting together about Republicans speaking at the Democratic National Convention. Um, and I, I think that a lot of people have mixed feelings. So a lot of Republicans think it's silly and not noteworthy, and a lot of Democrats think that it's uh, misplaced, misguided um, to include Republicans as speakers at, at what is the, the party's big celebration and nominating convention. And I just wondered what your thought was on um, – the, the most notable, of course, for me was uh, Colin Powell uh, last night. Um, but then we had John Kasich, uh, the opening night. What, what are some of your thoughts?
1: You know, I, I think it's just uh, wonderful. I've always said that I've never voted a, par- a straight party ticket. Uh, me personally, even when I was in the legislature, I supported a uh, House candidate that was Republican. And I'll never forget, the media came and say, why did you give this individual some money? And why did you support them? And I said, quite frankly, he's the best candidate. And so, for me, seeing the Republicans coming together, uh, being able to have a healing the start of a healing that we need in this country, I thought it was great and i 'm with you amy uh, colin powell what a What a wonderful message he sent um, and, and Kasich. Uh, Some people think that he should have been the vice president pick on the Democratic ticket, but...
0: I'm not one uh, of those people, but... Yeah, And and I'm also not a, a, you know, registered Democrat, but let's take a listen to what Colin Powell said last night.
1: Today we are a country divided, and we have a president doing everything in his power to make it that way and keep us that way. What a difference it will make to have a president who unites us, who restores our strength and our soul. I still believe that in our hearts, we are the same America that brought my parents to our shores, an America that inspires freedom around the world. That's the America Joe Biden will lead as our next president.
0: Okay, this is a four star general, worked for Republicans, um, several administrations. Um, I I thought it was really pro. I mean, I've always been a Colin Powell fan, though. I mean, I grew up idolizing Colin. My dad's a Marine. Colin Powell, John McCain, those were the heroes of my childhood. And so to hear him saying let's unite, let's let's be what we think we you know, let's live up to our goals, right? Um I I found it very inspiring.
1: Well, it it set the right message out to everyone. You know, it's time for us to start healing and working together and you know, the other um uh, speech that I really enjoyed was McCain's. Um, talking about the relationship with Joe and and uh, the senator and and how they got along and it it's been very interesting to me to see those uh, Republicans what I would call the old Republican Party and some people will say well yeah what about the old Democratic Party and <laughs> I think <laughs> I think so, that not
0: so much to brag about right
1: yeah exactly and so I think that uh, Amy you just nailed it right there. Uh, But I'd be interested in some of our callers if they'd like to call in at 801-575-7668 and see what what they think. Um, Mm -hmm. What's what's your opinion on on having that? And I I do admit one time I was invited to a Republican event and uh, uh, excuse me, I invited uh, Mike Levitt to attend our Democratic uh, legislative uh, event. And Mike came and he we had him speak and. I got criticized a lot by that. But you know what? Mike um, was the governor. Uh, We were in the legislature. And uh, again, yeah, we don't always agree. But gosh, we got to start being a little bit more human with each other.
0: Yeah. Let's take a little listen to the Kasich audio.
1: I'm a lifelong Republican. But that attachment holds
2: second place to my responsibility to my country. That's why I've chosen to
1: appear at this convention. In normal times, something like this would probably never happen. But these are not normal times. I'm proud of my
2: Republican heritage. It's the party of Lincoln who reflected its founding principles of unity and a higher purpose. But what I have witnessed these past four years belies those principles.
0: Pretty pretty strong words there also from the governor, former governor of Ohio and uh, former uh, candidate for Republican um, Uh, presidential uh, nominee um you know the thing is i actually really loved john Kasich when he was i was i thought he was one of the more appealing um of the 16 remember when they had 16 candidates in twenty sixteen, yes leading up to the 2016 election yeah and um mostly because he is that like he's just more of a down home like i don't know he has a uh and I know we're not supposed to care about that, right? But he feels like a real person. Like when they do those food videos at the state fair, right. he had like food dripping down his face and he looked ridiculous. And I thought, this is what would happen to me if I ran for office. So it just made it, it made him more endearing to me. But also, he has never, ever been a fan of Donald Trump and he has not changed that. No, and, and everybody's uh, singing Mitt Romney's praises for, and I, I do as well, for standing up for his principles. But he also, um, you know, he has wavered here and there. He's like kind of praised him here and there. And what Kasich has said is he's not good for the country. He's never been good for the country. What's good for the country are core conservative values, and these are not them.
1: You know, it's it's interesting that you uh, would speak uh, so highly of him <clears throat> when I was in the NCSL. That's the National Conference of State Legislators. He spoke to our group on two occasions, and on both occasions I had an opportunity to go up and talk to him personally. And you talk about a down-to-earth guy. Um, he was more interested in what I had to say than anything else, and he took the time to listen. And this was uh, one of the times it was when he was a candidate. and. I just think he represents uh, the value system of what we all want. And let's make it very clear. He's still a Republican. He did not say, I'm leaving the Republican Party. Mm -hmm. In his speech, he said, I am a Republican. And what he did is he was conciliatory to say, I'm a Republican that's willing to reach across the aisle and do what's right for America.
0: Mm -hmm. And And I think this, for me, when you talk about tribalism and getting past it, this is the kind of thinking you have to have, right? I've never yes. been an entrenched member of any political party. I grew up a Republican. My parents were pretty, pretty solidly Republican, but my dad and I had arguments. We had arguments about Iran-Contra around the dinner table when mm-hmm. I was in high school, right? So, mm-hmm. it's never been a, a, you know, they've never been locked into it. It's it's a loyalty that you had to earn, and um, and my parents, you know, my dad now is is more libertarian leaning. And so I, I just think that the, what will, I wish we had more parties. I wish we had five or six parties to choose from rather than just two, because I think it would keep us more, you know, open-minded and to look at the person rather than the the letter behind their name.
1: You know, it's interesting that you bring that up. Uh, Last night I was uh, on a call with uh, professor, Richard Davis from Brigham Young university. And he's the guy that started the Utah United party and, and we were talking about this very thing, and he said, you know, Scott, my party is that one that's not so far to the right, uh, and it's not so far to the left. It's really the centrist party, and that's what they portray with their candidates, and, uh, and uh, that's exactly where he wants that party to be, so people have a uh, feeling that there's a safe haven of a party out there. Uh unfortunately, I I think it's so hard to start a third party. But um, the Utah United Party seems to – they've got candidates this year, a, a lot of candidates. So it will be interesting to see what happens with them.
0: Yeah, I, I think that a lot of people are worried that if they vote for a third-party candidate – I think if we all voted more our conscience, like, you know, instead of saying I have to win. Like, I, I do think – I blame cable news for this, and I blame cable news for a lot of bad things. But I blame them for – turning this into like a, a sports competition like yeah. it's a sp- yeah. it's a it's we are all watching this unfold right. it's a horse race these polls are ridiculous and i just think that it's so hard to have real conversations i even see it on twitter this reaction 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 when it really should be let's talk how do you feel What what's motivating you and how can i how can i work with that
1: Well, Amy, I I think that you represent a lot of uh, individuals, and uh, we're coming up uh, uh, against a a stop here. And when we come back, uh, we'd like you to call us and tell us what your opinion is. Is it time for a third party? Do third-party work? Again, it's 801-575-TALK. That's 801-575-8255. I'm Scott Hal with the great Amy Donaldson. And uh, thank you for joining us. We look forward to seeing you in just a few minutes.
0: I'm Dave Cawley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains.